It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And Dishing Up Nutrition today is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. You know, as I've said in the past shows, two-thirds of the population is now overweight. In fact, according to recent research, so many people are overweight, we think it's normal. I believe it is a given as we get older, and especially when we get into those menopause years, our metabolism becomes even more of a challenge for us. So today, I'd like to explore some possible reason for menopause weight gain and look at some solutions. Now, you know, Wendy was supposed to be my guest today, but I kind of think that she and our co-host, actually, and I kind of think that Wendy is caught in the snowstorm. So I hope you'll call in today because I don't think I've ever talked for a whole hour by myself. Um, You know, I'm a great listener, but as a talker, maybe not so good. But so I could use a little help from our listeners today. And so the number is 651-641-1071. And we're going to talk about menopause, weight gain, and how to prevent it. So... Um, You know, one of the things, because of the snowstorm, we've decided we're going to close all of our offices today. So Nutritional Weight and Wellness is going to be closed. And so that means that we're not going to have our weight and wellness classes, which we canceled last night. But just in case someone didn't get the email, we're going to cancel our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes this morning. We're going to, I'm going to cancel our teacher training even this afternoon. So everybody can just snuggle down and enjoy the day and stay inside. And I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get home. Who knows? But I do have a front-wheel drive car, and it got me here this morning. So so let's go back to our topic. You know, I find women are really frustrated and puzzled, you know, what is happening to their body when menopause shows up. You know, here's some things that they often tell me. I can see my waist expanding from one day to the next. You know, I'm eating less and exercising more, and my pants are getting tighter. So after hours of research, you know, I've reached a conclusion. There's not a simple answer, but there are many possible answers depending on your biochemistry. So let's take a look at one possible reason. You know, think about yourself a little bit. Do you ever feel like you're a juggler in the center of a circus? You do your best to keep all your plates in the air, and in balance, and you're rushing from one thing to another, you're grabbing a meal here, or a latte there, or a Diet Coke here, or a cookie, whatever it takes to keep you going, hoping that your juggling act won't come crashing down on you. I think if you think back about yourself, and you think about how this past week went, I bet yesterday I heard this from at least three clients, that this is a kind of lifestyle that they're They're trying to avoid, but this is how they've gotten caught up in the past. 
And, you know, I find that most women have their own set of plates in the air, you know, and they have their own little way of managing them. You might say her own personal balancing act works until suddenly maybe it doesn't work any longer for her. And we see women especially taking on more than they can balance. You know, what are they doing today? You know, they're raising families, they're excelling in their careers, they're caring for their aging parents, they're owning businesses, they're volunteering, plus they're plugged in 24-7 with emails, Facebook, Twitter. And we know that when mama is out of balance, weight gain is not far behind. You know, when we have too many plates in the air, you know, our biochemistry starts to get out of balance. You know, remember last week we were talked about our adrenal glands and when taxed, you know, those are the little glands that sit on top of our kidneys and they get taxed and they start to produce, you know, meaning that they get a little stressed and they start to produce extra hormones. And not only do the adrenal glands produce adrenaline, which is some kind of that, uh, you know, when you're in uh, fight and flight, that adrenaline kicks out, but they also produce too much cortisol, which is really the troublesome hormone. And that leads us to be more, a lot of times, a lot of times more hungry. So then we overeat or we eat too many processed carbohydrates. So going back, you know, you're not, you don't necessarily have to be chased by a tiger or, you know, being caught in a snow drift or something like that to produce too much adrenaline or too much cortisol. You can just have too many plates in, in the air at one time and too much on your mind to really focus and concentrate. So what happens is that our adrenal glands say, hmm, too much taxing, and they start to produce too much adrenaline and too much cortisol. And then we start to eat too many processed carbohydrates to kind of slow things down. So our blood sugar goes up, and then what happens is we end up with an overload of insulin and an overload of cortisol with all the extra blood sugar from our carbohydrates going directly into our fat cells. Not a good picture, I don't think. So with extra cortisol and insulin, weight gain will collect around the middle where women in menopause complain of weight gain. So too many plates in the air leads directly to the problem of having too much cortisol and too much insulin. And again, weight gain around the middle. So let's kind of face it. We have been taught in the past to lose weight, we must follow rather oversimplified plan called calories in and calories out. But the bottom line is that that the theory that a calorie is a calorie doesn't adjust for a person's individual metabolism. You know, it is true. A calorie is a calorie until it enters your mouth. I love this one because I don't know if, how many of you have been in the past and you've gone to your doctor and they basically have said, you know, it's calories in and calories out. Just cut your calories. Or exercise more. Well, when you look at it and it's calorie, a calorie is a calorie until it enters your mouth. And then what happens next, the way your body burns that or, you know, maybe what happens is it stores those calories and it stores it according to what your biochemistry is. So if you have a lot of plates in the air and you're under a lot of stress, 
with excess cortisol and insulin and you just maybe at that age of menopause, you know, so what happens to you? The calories don't get burned, but they get stored. So let's go back and think about all this. You know, and I think this is what's happening to a lot of women these days. They have a variety of different types of stress in their life. Um, They may have, uh, you know, they may have experienced cancer in their 40s, and that's very stressful. They may have a job, and they may not be, you know, they may be stressed on their job. They have teenage kids, and that may be a little bit stressful. They may be taking care of their parents, and that's more stressful. Uh, They're probably moving into a time when they're maybe not getting as much sleep as they really need. They're not getting the, you know, the eight or nine hours of sleep. They're only getting five, six hours of sleep because they've got so many things to do. And I find that a lot of women are actually working their jobs, They're, you know, and then they're coming home and taking care of their families. And then what they're doing is they're putting in another couple of hours on their computer after they get home on their job. So they don't really have much time to kind of slow down and take care of themselves. And so what happens is when we have that repetitive stress and too many plates in the air, you know, that actually can kind of teach your cells to react in a certain way and then condition them to keep reacting that way. So your cells get used to reacting in a certain way and... Weight gain, especially in those menopause years, can be a physical indication that your body is under prolonged stress, and then stress topples your balancing act. So, you know, we look at all this, and we look at, you know, and I think we're many people get caught in this pattern, and they don't even realize what's happening to themselves until suddenly they hit those years and everything starts to change a little bit. And then they start to gain weight and then they say, oh, something's going wrong and I need to adjust some things. And and But then they start to blame themselves. They think, well, maybe I'm eating too many carbohydrates. Maybe I'm eating too many calories. You know, maybe I need to exercise more. And they start to blame themselves rather than looking at what is really causing this. So I think what we're going to do, we're going to keep with this discussion, but I think we'll take a quick break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, we help people identify and work through behaviors that are holding them back from successful weight loss. Um, One of the things that I found this week, and I, I, you know, I always try to read a lot of different research articles and books before I prepare for the show. And uh, Kristen Northam, Dr. Kristen Northam, you know, she wrote Women Women Wisdom many, many years ago about a book on menopause. And she has a new book. It's called The Secret Pleasures of Menopause, recommends moving forward, not backward. When you embrace a new way of life, you need to go let go of the past. So here's an idea for you. A salad with a nice piece of salmon is the new way of life. The Coke and French fries are foods you may need to let go of to move forward. So if you're out there listening, hopefully you are. Um, If you have questions today about menopause or menopause weight gain or other questions, 
Give me a call, 651-641-1071, and we'll be back in a minute. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. And Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. And, um, you know, I want to just let people know that uh, we're really pleased to share a little bit of Christmas music this morning. And uh, we're sharing some beautiful Christmas music from a group by called Triple Play. And thank you, Kelly, Anita, and Mary Jo for sharing your music with us today. You know, I want to personally thank Mary Jo for taking on and I think winning the challenge of kind of taking back her health. Now, she's not only taking back her health, but she's making a huge influence on her family's health. And she's doing it with real food and she's making a difference. You know, she's not only losing weight, but she's getting back her energy, you know, her, her just her great mood that she has. And you can tell she's just a beautiful voice. And uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of the time when we have breaks to have hear some more more of their music. So, you know, as I mentioned before, we are actually closing nutritional weight and wellness today because of the storm, all of the storms. So if you're out there trying to get to your vitamins, well, you'll have to get them on Monday. But, um, you know, and we cl- we also canceled our classes today. So we're canceled weight and wellness, nutrition for weight loss. And then I canceled the teachers training for this afternoon and um, so hopefully everyone's going to be safe and they're not trying to get to work so again welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition and usually I have a co-host with me and today it should have been Wendy Kate's dancer but I bet she snuck in the snow and uh, so I'm trying to hold things together by myself and would appreciate getting questions and calls today and my number is 651-641-1071. You know, even though we've been talking about how to prevent menopause weight gain, I thought we needed to include some important information for men to, to today. And not menopause uh, information, but here's something that's interesting. <clears throat> Majority of men over the age of 50 will develop an enlarged prostate gland. And so what are the symptoms? I think if you have it, you know it. Uh, frequent sea of urination so and actually the stream of urine begins to slow so there's a wide range of nutrients to promote prostate health but before we even get to the kind of vitamins nutrients the main thing is to reduce the amount of 
processed carbohydrates and sugar if you're having enlarged or inflamed prostate gland. So if you're looking at some other things that might help with that prostate gland, here's a couple of things. You know, omega-3 fatty acids, the fish oil. Fish oil reduces inflammation through the body. So again, that prostate is a very tiny little gland, and it's going to reduce the inflammation in that gland. That gland also loves to have zinc. So probably about 50 milligrams of zinc a day is very beneficial for the prostate gland. Now, it's also very uh, beneficial for the thyroid gland. So it's interesting, you know, omega-3s are very, very positive for the thyroid gland also. And vitamin E is very uh, necessary for the prostate gland, and we can't forget vitamin D. You know, I think most people... You know, just look at how much sun we have today. Well, we have no sun, do we? We have a blizzard going on, and so we're getting very little light today, and we actually need more vitamin D. So, and then another mineral that is really critical, and about 200 micrograms of selenium a day is very beneficial for the prostate. And this is kind of interesting, too. Researchers have found that Lycopene, you know, that's the stuff that's in tomatoes. So like if you're eating like a pasta sauce or a chili, now you can eat a pasta sauce and maybe put it over vegetables and it would be very healthy. So lycopene in tomatoes is really a superhero for the prostate. So, you know, it's best to start with this way of eating to reduce the sugar and to reduce the alcohol and to stop smoking, I mean, if you're start thinking about prostate health, stop smoking and doing all those things. So it's best to take the supplements before and to change your eating before you actually start having these problems. You know, so maybe you start changing these things in your 20s rather than waiting until you're in your 50s. So I think we're going to take a couple of callers this morning. Uh, good morning, Kim. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Kim, good morning. How are you? Hi. I'm actually a client of Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> I, I might be a little bit of a poster child. Oh, good. <laughs> so I've really had a lot of success with it. I worked with Cassie in Wyzetta, and I'd had a couple little epiphanies. I gained weight maybe from all the reasons, the stress reasons, the side effects from pain medication, from my chronic pain problem, and just all those things over 50 Yes. the wrong combination. And I mean, you know, just Kim, just go over those. You were taking some pain medication. Oh, I had taken many different pain medications, uh, including um, amitriptyline and Wellbutrin for yeah. just chronic daily headaches, including migraines and other kinds of pain that I'd had for years. And um, there's a lot of weight gain side effects with medication. Exactly. You're and so true. It, it, there's just a lot of things. You, you start to read the side effects. You start to read the fine print, and and then also I had a... And then they always put those words in, they always add those side effects and words that you have to look up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. There's a lot of subtle things in there, and there's a lot of causes. The things that I wrote were the the stress factors, and I just put any and all, because you listed them already, Uh and then eating the wrong combination, meaning not eating the combination of the fat, fat, protein, and carb that... um, you know, that Cassie talked about. And I actually knew all that stuff, but it's one thing to know it, and it's another thing to remember to actually do it. Yes, it is. That's right. 
then you add in a couple other things like, uh, oh, just autoimmune stuff like, you know, Crohn's, and I'm a <laughs> lactose intolerant vegetarian, which the vegetarian <laughs> thing I'll never change because I absolutely love that, love the plant-based diet thing, and she was okay with working with that. A couple things that I came out of left field, um, she suggested that I try uh, gluten-free and dairy-free. Well, that was a little too much for me, so I did the dairy-reduced and the gluten-free, and it took a while, even with the long list of suggestions and meals and stuff, for it to kind of uh, shuffle out to, okay, how was I going to live and eat and feel fulfilled and kind of eat as if I was diabetic. That's kind of how I decided. So I went from glycemic uh, strength to strength, Mm -hmm. and I came up with these meals because my kid's a vegetarian, but my husband's not, so we all have our different uh, different things, and it's it's really shuffled out great. I've definitely lost at least 25 pounds. Wow. And I feel great. I feel like I'm a connect. I connect my dots from protein, uh, fat, carbohydrate meal to the next. That's great. And I just look at myself as a flat line across the day, and if I find myself at the end of the day looking in my cupboard... Then you know you haven't eaten enough... Then I missed either I forgot to eat or I missed a meal or yep. something happened in my day that knocked me off my... I think that's a great insight, Kim, because if you get to the end of the day or sometime in the day and then you're really hungry or you're looking, you're dishing, you're looking through those cupboards or you're opening the refrigerator door extra times, you kind of know then that somehow you have not balanced enough for your lifestyle. I mean, you, maybe you've had a few extra stresses for the day, and maybe you just absolutely needed an extra snack or something. Just didn't, just didn't eat enough. Yep. And so, and I noticed that in my people too. So when I send my people off in the morning too, I'm really <laughs> pushing the, the the protein balance and things like that. And I I just did a couple other things that somebody else might not have to do. I got into the headache clinic at Park Nicollet. So anybody that has um, you know, chronic daily headaches, they have the most phenomenal um, headache clinic, and there's all sorts of things you have to do, like, you know, 10 million, pa- you know, paperwork and things like that, but it makes you really look at, okay, what is my problem? And then they analyze you, and, you you know, they they actually say that if you're not going to follow the protocol, then this is not the right program for you. Right. But it's a very, you know, you have to talk to an OT and a PT and mm-hmm. all that. I stuff. think that's great. Yeah, you know, and, combine and, all that with nutrition to get some healing, <laughs> right? And so I'm actually trying a pain medication that I never would have thought. It's a something you would never think for somebody in my demographic. You know, fifty something, blah blah blah. It's a um, it's an anti seizure medication, and it um, I'm someone who thinks fast and talks fast, and it kind of slows me down because what it does is it takes my pain loop and it slows down some of the pain messages to my brain so I think a little slower, okay. talk a little slower mm-hmm. in some ways, although I still talk pretty fast. <laughs> um, well, you need to get on this show so you can be a, yeah. a talker. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's helped things immeasurably. And then staying on a level line with my little meals is yes. just way better. So one of my meals, and I, Cassie gave me a ton of ideas and I've um, I was doing soy protein shakes, and so now I switched to uh, the egg white okay. protein shakes because I have yet to try the whey protein with the lactose intolerance, although some of them are more 
lactose intolerant friendly. Yes, they are. Um, many, many. My, in fact, a lot Kim, of different protein shakes out that's there. That's right. So. And you know, like, like I think that you know, most, almost most people, even though they might have some type of a dairy sensitive, like a lactose, they they really can do a very good quality whey protein powder. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm probably going to be balancing it. I looked into the hemp protein, but it really didn't have enough protein. That's right. It doesn't have those amino acids in it. Yes, that's right. So, but there's a, it's it's kind of like it's like a a building block thing, and if you you just have it, to put exactly. it in your box and shuffle them around a little bit and be a little creative. Like my protein shake is the the egg protein, and then I use um, almond milk for that because I don't really need the dairy milk, and That's the almond right. milk is lower in calories. The coconut milk stuff, some people like it, did not like it, and mm-hmm. it didn't like me, mm-hmm. so I just moved on past that. Sure, half cup of frozen fruit, and then to make my protein shake a little bit. Uh, special instead of vanilla, um, I actually use uh, like a teaspoon or so or more of Kahlua. So you know everybody's got a everybody's got something different. Something. <laughs> and another meal that I have because um, I can eat nuts is Yoplait Greek yogurt. For some reason, Yoplait doesn't bother the lactose thing. And I do fourth cup almonds, I drizzle it with honey and whatever fruits in season: apple, plums, banana. That's 18 grams of protein. So that's the kind of thing that is a building block, and it takes one second to prepare. So when I hear about people eating something that's overly processed, I mean, people can eat what they want, or I heard about somebody telling me, they said in my hearing that they drank uh, three or four cups of crystal light because they wanted to stave off their hunger while they were feeding their family, and then they were going to eat something else or whatever. And another one of my meals is... <laughs> um, it's, not it's not a good idea, Kim. <laughs> well, it's your whole, it's, that's just like yes. tricking your body and your receptors. Well, I mean, it's, 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 just, food. it's just really poor nutrition. Well, and it's one of those stress factors that as they get older and they hit menopause, they're really going to have some issues when they hit mm-hmm. menopause. But if your cells, if your receptors, whatever they are, and I'm not a scientist, if they were... If they could talk to you, instead of giving them like a spinach salad with a fourth a cup of sun nuts and craisins and full-fat dressing and 10 million other vegetables or whatever else, fruit or whatever you else you wanted to put on that salad or cottage cheese or or hard-cooked eggs or whatever else would really make you feel great in about 15 minutes to a half hour, right? Whatever else you eat or meat or chicken or whatever a person would care for. Kim? Why you know what? Trick yourself. Uh, yeah, that's right. And you know, Kim, thanks for the call. I'm sure. getting a message from my producer that we need to take a quick break here. So, but thanks for the call. And I think what you're trying to say is it takes little steps. And you, you know, and then I find going back and seeing Cassie probably on a regular basis so that you can continue to make better steps as you go along and your health keeps improving and actually bringing in some of those other people with specialties like, you know, physical therapists and occupational therapists are great because if you have that nutritional component, the rest of your healing will occur. So thanks for the call, Kim. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, we help people get rid of their negative script that they have often plays that, you know, the one that plays continually in your head, such as, I hate the way I look. How did I ever let this happen to me? I can't do anything right. Everything feels out of control. How can you stop the negative thoughts? Real food changes your thoughts. Include protein at every meal and snack to build up your serotonin level 
and reduce the negative thoughts. Truly, Nutrition for Weight Loss is a program based on the new science of weight loss. So if you have questions today, it is 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next week, I want to invite you to tune in to Cassie and Tamara. You know, both Cassie and Tamara are registered dietitians, and they're going to discuss digestive problems. Before break, I was talking about getting rid of negative thoughts. Well, here's a simple realization. This is simple. This is really a simple one. You know, if you lost two-thirds of a pound every week for the next year, you will lose about 35 pounds. Now, two-thirds of a pound is not a lot of weight, is it? So again, and we know that if you lose 10% of your weight, your risk of diabetes, cancer, heart disease decreases by about 50%. So just think of that, two-thirds of a pound a week gets that result. But I think it's an interesting thing. You can't do it. Most people just can't do this on their own. They really need support, direction, encouragement, accountability, encouragement, accountability, and all those things that we hear over and over. And um, and then it just every week, because what happens is people improve their eating and improve their eating, and they're not stopping for the French fries any longer. And uh, we're going to talk to Paula. Um, hi, Paula. You have a question for us? I bought some agave syrup. It kind of looks like um, honey. And I was wondering, do I need to refrigerate that after I open it? Uh, I don't think you have to, but I probably would. Uh, You know, because of the amount of sugar content, agave has a lot of fructose. And we really actually don't recommend it unless you're maybe using it, you know, not more than a teaspoon. It is higher in fructose than high fructose corn syrup. No, and it's been one of those things that, you know, I think we got caught because of the advertising on it. So it is not a good product to include. You know, sugar has about 55% fructose, or 50% fructose, and high fructose corn syrup can go from 55% up to 95 And I believe if I remember, agave has up to a 95 uh, I think, if I remember right. So it's very high in fructose. You had, or someone on the show had mentioned um, stevia liquid, and I was wondering where you could buy that and if you recommend that. Well, I, you know, we, um, you can buy it. I think you can buy it at most of the food co-ops. I believe like Mississippi Market or the Wedge would have it. And uh, that's what I use myself. I use a liquid stevia usually, and um, you just need a few drops for most things. Great. Thank you. Okay. Good question. So, okay. Good morning, uh, Liz. You have some questions for us? Yes. I have a friend um, that is out of state that is going, has prostate cancer and is going through uh, not chemotherapy but radiation. Yes. And um, he's been very sick from it. Uh, he's uh, breaking out with little pimples, he said, like, like little. Yes, I've heard of that before. Is there anything he can do, uh, a diet or well, I mean, you know, the 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 thing to reduce that um, stress that's going on in his body is to, you know, if he eats um, 
you know, like grass-fed meat. I mean, the stuff that doesn't have hormones in it and antibiotics, grass-fed meat. If he eats a lot of vegetables, more organic vegetables and really, really healthy, good fat, you know, olive oil, avocados Uh and um, and not eat sugar, you know, and don't drink pop, don't drink coffee, don't smoke. I mean, all those things Uh because he has a lot of toxins going into his body with the radiation. And so he needs everything that, you know, more vegetables to reduce that. Uh, He's been juicing. Um. I mean, juicing can be healthy, but it also, you know, can be too high in sugar. So if he juices vegetables like um, broccoli and kale and spinach and maybe just a half an apple in that, no, and just very little carrot. Otherwise, it gets way too high in sugar. Oh, okay. So... Okay. Sometimes we think we're doing good, and sometimes it's, you know, we just need more information. Yeah. Is there anything he could apply, or is there a certain, uh, like... um, Well, you know, I think I would try a little bit of coconut uh, coconut oil. Okay. And in in fact, he could take a little bit of coconut oil internally, cook his vegetables in coconut oil, and then just put coconut oil on his skin and see if that doesn't help. Okay. Okay? Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the call. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, um, good morning, Jen. You have a question for us. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Thank you. And I just want to say, Dar, thank you for driving in today. I know (laughs) you, you know, I just appreciate it because I look forward to this show and I kept thinking, Ooh, I wonder if it's going to be a repeat, but at the same time, you know, I, I I just wanted to say, I really appreciate you risking and and driving in. I just want to. I'm not sure I'll get home, but thank you very much, Dad. Well, if I could, I'd be there digging you out right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, but actually, I'm calling to make a statement because a lot of, especially, and I talk to a lot of postmenopausal women, and they're so afraid of fat. And, of course, you watch all these talk shows about the holidays, and they have the guest stars on, and they're they're making um, food that, oh, you can reduce the fat in this recipe by this much. It's only one fat gram versus 10 fat grams. And I want to bring up the point about insulin resistance and how um, if you're cutting the fat out, that insulin levels are going to go up, and therefore you're going to gain more weight. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting, Jen. I think that I keep talking about this is the new science for weight loss that we have come up with, and we really have researched it for a long time. I mean, we've been researching this for several years now, and I think we do have the answer. And they still are they still are have not caught up with the research that's out there. What really bothers me, though, is when these some of these people who come on the shows call themselves dietitians or nutritionists. Yes, and they're not. I know, it just bothers me. And, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I talk to people all the time, they're like, oh, that has too many fat grams. It's like, you got to get over the fat grams. You need fat to lower your blood sugar. You need it. You need healthy, healthy fats, not the trans fats, of course, but you need the healthy fats. And saturated fats are not all bad, especially if they're in grass-fed beef or whatever, saturated fat is not all bad, and they keep putting these bad labels on, you know. I know it. They, well, it's it's lack of information, Jan. Right, right. So I just wanted to get that out there, though, to any new listeners, maybe, who are listening in for the first time, and that may be why they're struggling with their weight. That's true. Yep. So thanks for the call, Jan. Thank Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. For years, health organizations such as the American Heart Association have emphasized reducing your intake of saturated fat to keep your heart healthy. This is exactly what Jan was talking about. 
you know, saturated fat is found in red meat and full-fat dairy products. But this is the new science. This year, researchers reviewed 21 studies and reported in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that they found no significant association between saturated fat and increase of heart disease and stroke. So let me repeat that. They, the American Clinical Journal of American, uh, the Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that no significant association between saturated fat intake and an increase of heart disease and stroke. So that's really good news for all of us that eat butter and enjoy a good steak because, you know, saturated fat is just fine. Everything in moderation, and but it's just fine. So we'll be back in a minute. Sky, little land. Do you see what I see? Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I'm so pleased to be offering a weight loss program that's based on real food that tastes good, that you can buy at a grocery store. You know, a plan that gets results, a plan that heals your metabolism, a plan that controls your cravings, a plan that will give you more energy better moods, and greater self-esteem. You know, we have 14 different class series starting the week of January 10th, 2011. This plan also includes two personalized consultations with a nutritionist. And I would recommend, if you want to save a spot in a class that's really convenient to your house or work, um, call the office uh, at 651-699-3438. Or you can actually go online at weightandwellness.com and sign up just on, online. So let's get back to a little bit on uh, what stress does to you. You know, weight gain, especially in those menopause years, can be a physical indication of a body under prolonged stress. So stubborn weight gain is not the result of you being lazy or bad It is not a demon lurking to grab at you at middle age, but it is your biological reaction to your body being out of balance. When demands on you are more than you can meet and actually your body can't meet them, your body will let you know it. And some people call it the curse of the muffin top. Others call it belly fat. The more belly fat you have, the harder you'll have to work that you will actually have to work a lot harder to reduce the cortisol level and the insulin level. So the more body fat, the harder it's going to be to get breakthrough all of that. You know, I often see women who turn to a few glasses of wine or medication to reduce the heavy burden of stress. And yeah, you know, it does work for a period of time. But in reality, wine and drugs are additional stressors And I think we had Kim mention that, that it actually threw her body off. And so it throws your body off, balance even more, and more weight is gained. So as our cells get older, the effects of too many plates in the air impact our health and weight even more. So cortisol may stay elevated for a longer period of time. You know, when you're younger, you get stressed 
and the cortisol level goes up, but then it comes right back down. But as you get older, that stays up longer. And then we become more insulin resistant and we gain weight around the middle. So the unexplained weight gain at menopause is often just an indication of too many plates in the air for too long of a time. So how can you self-correct? How do you lose weight and trim that midsection down? Well, that's a very good question, isn't it? And I want to share some answers. Before we give you the answer, I have a client that I, a story that I want to share. I have a client that over this past year has lost 50 pounds, and now she has a great waistline. Sounds easy, but not so. This is the second year she has taken on this task of trimming weight off of her body. The first year, her body had a heal from drinking diet pop, lack of sleep, binging on french fries after teaching an evening college class, forgetting to eat, going on long periods of time without eating, and then just crashing and grabbing for a muffin. Oh, yes. Then there was the wine after a long day that had to go. And a very important major commitment to physical therapy to reduce and eliminate back pain. Truly, there was no weight loss the first year, just healing and a determination to get her body healthy for the first time in her life. As we all know, often these unhealthy habits, especially the habits of eating trans fats and processed carbs are taught to us in childhood. Think of it. There's the pizza night. There's the blizzard treats. There's the happy meals. There's the Girl Scout cookies. There's chips and dips, tricks and treats and cans and cans of soda, or even chocolate milk. So, you know, as a nutritionist, um, I like to help people look at their extra weight as a symptom, not a cause of their health problems. Again, it might be as simple as helping people get a good night's sleep. I find for many women during menopause years, they need a combination of sleep suggestions to get to sleep. You know, on other shows, we talked about magnesium glycinate at 400 to 600 milligrams for sleep. But I think for most menopausal women, adding some progesterone cream at bedtime is often necessary. As we get older, we no longer ovulate, so we stop making that calming hormone called progesterone. And progesterone helps us sleep. I personally still use progesterone even at my age because I love to have a good night's sleep. You know, we suggest using the transdermal cream that you can find at our office or at any good quality health food store. Usually a fourth of a teaspoon is all you need to apply to any thin skin part of your body. Progesterone helps with hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, and sleep. So once you have the sleep under control, we help clients reduce their insulin resistance. So here's another reality check for a lot of our clients. They really have to replace their cereal, their bagels, their muffins, their chips, their Yoplait yogurt, granola, pasta, and popcorn with real carbohydrates such as broccoli, spinach, strawberries, sweet potatoes, apples, peppers, cantaloupe, you know, just real food. And, you know, we have great recipes. And I think it's a learning process, and I'm trying to encourage people to get into a place where they're learning this information and they can kind of take back their body. They can take back their health and feel good and be as energetic and as happy and uh, pleased with life as I am. Because, you know, when you get a little bit older, it's really important to have your health 
And it's important to get it now when you're maybe in your 50s or 30s or 20s so that when you get into your 70s and 80s, you have that strong sense of well-being and you're happy with yourself and you're happy with your health. And thank you for listening today and uh, join us next week. And um, we'll talk to you again. I got no deeds to do, no promises to keep. I'm dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep at the moment.